0: What you say is true. The Shaolin and the Wu Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. You got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly,
1: stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally
0: FUCK YOUR OWN FACE!
2: Back by popular demand. What up? <laughs> the whiskey reel returns.
1: Yeah, man. Sorry. La- hey. No, it's fine. Hello everybody. Uh yeah, last week uh the was my third restaurant reopening in 2 years. Yeah. And I am done opening restaurants for the moment. I feel you. <laughs> I need a year. I feel you. Of not opening restaurants, <laughs> uh, especially uh when it was I mean super successful opening doing bang bangaroo numbers and that's a source of pride it's great when you get a team of people together towards a common goal but man last last friday which obviously we record on fridays which is why i mentioned that um last friday i was i was i was not i was actually at the restaurant because it was so yeah aggro that myself and the kitchen, the culinary director, were there the entire weekend because we just needed to be there. Yeah. Um, The kids got their feet underneath them now, so I am back. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And
2: it was not a big deal. I missed you dearly. Thank you. Of course, because you you are my brother. But I hear the Bubblegum King was here. Uh, (laughs) He was. uh, Captain Bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You should listen to that episode. It was... It's being weirdly successful. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, it is. So I got to flex a little and just put my own shit out.
1: Nice. Fuck Aaron. Fuck Aaron. Who needs Aaron this week? If I heard that another time, you could just put it on the pile of fuck Aaron's. Yeah. (laughs) That seems to be the... Stack them up. My nom de plume
3: uh, is fuck Aaron. Oh, Uh, fuck Aaron.
1: Fuck Aaron. Um, Yeah, man. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back with my brethren. It's good to be back... Talking to all of you knuckleheads. And uh yeah, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a big fat stink on your face. Well we'll do a that.
2: we'll do a little check in later. We will we will catch I catch up with you.
1: Just want to apologize to our faithful because you have a big day coming up and we're Ooh, gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. We're brother. gonna talk. Um first things first, you guys are used to this. Uh we like to talk just a little bit about politics. A smidge. And as you get older, when you become old men, like Bobby and myself, uh, politics tend to become a pretty important part. You start thinking about mortality, the state of the world, what you're leaving behind. And, uh, you know, it feels like the older you get, the more political you get. That's fair. Yeah. And we have a lot of beautiful young 20-somethings and 30-somethings that are very active in politics and very, you know, out there and doing your shit. And I appreciate all of you on both sides of the aisle. I really do. I think that's a really cool thing to do as a young person. I was a self-centered piece of shit for most of my early years and could care less. Sam, Yeah. Uh, Because I just could care less. But now here we are. We are on the verge of nuclear war. We are. Um, If you don't know, now you know. Um, Putin is losing his war against Ukraine Uh and doing it in such spectacular fashion that there are video. He's trying to draft civilians. They are in turn breaking their legs and posting it to get out of military service. Nobody wants us. And he insists and basically threatened us and said, if you guys continue to help them, we are going to seek nuclear options and set it out right um scary man we grew up in the cold war yeah where we were doing under the desk drills yeah like your desk was going to save you from a nuclear blast yeah. yeah that's cute uh but we did them i remember doing that all through um you know elementary and that was like a real thing we did like once a week we would do desk drills or whatever and looks like my daughter's going to have to do that now oh
2: jesus pretty cool luckily I hope
1: not. luckily we're in Durango I think they may, even if they hit Denver, I mean, Albuquerque's already been hit by a nuke, uh, if you've been there lately. So I don't think they're going to go out. <laughs> like, is that what happened? <laughs> the 50 filth is safe. Um, but yeah, even if they go after major centers, there's obviously New York, LA, Chicago, big money centers of America. But yeah, it's just scary, dude. Like, the whole that whole thing is scary we have uh the, the we're seeing the implosion of the Republican party uh namely i i i i see it as an implosion yeah i i, I think we're gaining ground i i see it as or are a, you a little bit more i think pessimistic? i see it as a correction there's a course
2: correction, a course correction
1: within the party,
2: within the party, because there are growing numbers. And I, th- I assume this is what you're alluding to. There are growing numbers of Republicans that are drifting away from mega party because essentially we're watching anyone backed by former president Trump just get their asses hand.
1: Yeah, to well, it. like we've talked about this before on the program, he backs people. He know, or he knows are going to win. That's one the, that's where he wins because he likes to tout how every time he backs somebody, they win. He doesn't really tout that anymore because when he goes out on a limb and picks somebody like a Dr. Oz, uh-huh. um, when he picks, picks Herschel Walker, yikes, when he picks these horrible candidates, that one's going great. Um, the this is the, the troubling part about this. Uh, we were talking earlier, we were talking with. Big tie over at El Moro, who might be one of the sweetest men on the planet. He's um, the kindest man I've ever met. It's amazing. Like yeah. I get 100%. Uh, I I just want to like fall into his eyes and be hugged by that man. Um he's an amazing person. I but would even, fall asleep on his chest. Like wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah. It would be easy. Just oh, buddy. Especially like watching the notebook. Yeah. Just a proper cuddle. <laughs> 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 um, even speaking with him, like speaking with him about it, and uh, I, I was telling him we were joking about the Herschel Walker thing because it literally is laughable how we're responding to this. And the Republican Party has basically finally come out and said, I don't care if he kicked endangered baby eagles. I don't care if he fucking, they don't care that he is opposing something he's done. Uh, and we're talking about abortion, uh, we're, we're at the part now where um, the it, character and integrity have nothing to do. The, all they want to do is win the Senate. They don't give a fuck how. They don't care who's up there. They will not vote against it. They could literally take a fucking puppy and break its neck on air, and they will literally still vote for it. 100%. That's where we are now. And I always go back to Dukakis caucus. And I go back to fucking, uh, what's his name? John Kerry. Yeah. Oh, Howard Dean. Howard Dean. We've uh, John lost. John Kerry on a surfboard. We've lost like, elections you know. by writing in a tank. Right. And now you have these guys for Senate seats that have no platform, that have. Uh, pathological absolute, liars. Pathological. No, they have no uh, fucking um, integrity whatsoever. They're flat out lying. And they are still going to get backed by the rest of the party. That's where we're at now. So I weep. I I generally do weep. Well, I mean... But we have some... Biden overturned the marijuana fucking possession.
2: Yeah. uh, So I've been thinking about that. Well, I 100% 100 agree with the decision. That should have probably been done a long time ago because...
1: Because 91% of the population agree. Yeah, it's I mean,
2: a, just prohibition saying. on marijuana has become a silly thing. At this point, it's silly. It is. It's laughable. Now Biden's position throughout the years has
1: always been anti. Well, he's, let's remember the crime bill of you know, the '90s uh, that made three felonies in for life. Yeah. Uh, so now he's
2: pardoning probably people that he that put in he jail. He was responsible. Hey, responsible
1: for. No, we've been very clear. We're not like huge Biden dick riders. That's not the point. The point is, it feels like the Democrats are finally like bowing up and yeah. getting shit done, doing some stuff because they realize they can.
2: Yeah,
1: um, dude, this bill is huge. It's also part of this is to see. This is a beautiful part about this because it's a federal thing. It's not a congressional thing no. he doesn't need permission to do what no. he's doing which is awesome the big thing is to de-schedule or reschedule the drug right now marijuana is considered as bad as heroin yep. and if they can do it at a lower schedule schedule three um it's going to release tens of thousands of people back into society that should be Back in the society, you got people who can't vote. You got people that can't get jobs because because silly possession charge yeah. that should have never happened. I'm kind of dude. this is ballsy. This, this, right before the midterms, typically they don't make big moves like this.
2: But do you think cynically this is a move? This is an October surprise for the midterms because the thought being, well, holy shit, like. I'm going to be the most popular plant guy on the planet, basically. However, are you relying on a population that smokes a lot of weed to actually get off their dead ass? <laughs> Again, I hate to be a fucking but ninety-one
1: percent of the population. No, I is know. with this. So hundred percent, and a lot ninety-one percent of the population aren't all stoners. So no, there's tons of Republicans, tons of independents. I don't smoke weed. That no, I don't really. I I I do if. I want to, but I'm not what would be considered a regular weed smoker by any stretch. God, no. Now and then, we like to call it uh, flora weed. Uh, luckily, working at restaurants, I can walk through a parking lot at any one of the home oh. slices, and we just find weed. Yeah. I've sustained for the last year and a half on floor weed. Yeah. It's great. Um, so when I have it, I will, but I don't go buy it like on a regular no.
2: basis. Dude, people give me weed
1: all the time. Yeah. It's They're just like, oh a, yeah, and I'm like, I don't even argue anymore. I'm it's just like, a, like, yeah, I'll take like it. It's Hersch- like and then I
2: give it to my friends.
1: It's like a Herschel Walker get well soon abortion card. It is. Um, you just get them in the mail. <laughs> Fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> no, we are living in a time, my friend. My God, um, dude. I'm. It. W- w- we're gonna get to zero hour at some point, and everybody knows my long term plan of like moving out of the United States. Every month that goes by makes me feel better and better about about that decision. decision. This is not tenable. No.
3: This can't
1: continue. So either we're going to bow up and finally shut those morons up or they're going to get in a position of power and fuck us. Yeah. By us, I mean thinking, rational, kind, human, reasonable, loyal, lawful people. Yeah. We're going to get fucked. We're looking at authoritarianism at its finest. I'm I'm right there. So whatever. Luckily we have whiskey. We do have whiskey. And welcome back. Welcome. Bobby, why don't you do the intro? Tell everybody what's going on and why we're here.
2: Well, guys, this is the whiskey reel. The riskiest of wheels. (laughs) It's good to be back yeah. with my with my brother. Yes, my man. brother in arms. It's
1: been a while. Here, cheers.
2: I know, cheers. Here, I'll cheers you. Um, we'll discuss this gorgeous spirit that we're drinking. Right I'd like now. to
1: call it an elixir. Of but life. first,
2: first things first. Yes. Across from me, I missed him so much. Oh, one thanks. two weeks away from you is ah two weeks too many, my two friend. Weeks too many. Two weeks too many. I know. Oh, I love him dearly. He is Wolfgang. Fuck. Sir Antonio Brandaris from the Rhone Brandaris has come bearing gifts, and charm, and intelligence, <laughs> and warmth. Uh, we just got to see your family on the yeah. way over here, which Dude, twice. Lovely. I love your family, yeah, dearly. You, you know that you. they're good people. Um, I got to see your daughter, who I haven't seen in a heart, and she's six and feet
1: tall. She is. So fucking tall. What the fuck?
2: Yeah, you're going to have to lock her in a
1: shit. I know. Her, mo- <laughs> her mom could be considered Hobbit-like. Um, she- her, her mom's family. They're just not tall people. She's not fine. a tall lady. No. She's and a doll. She's pretty. My She's side lovely. of the family um, is... We're not short, but you know, we rock five nine, five eleven. We're moderately heighted people. Not a lot of tall people in my family. I don't know what the fuck's going on with my yeah, family. Yeah, she she caught a recessive gene. Shit. Because she is tall. Like yeah, tall. She, dude, she's twelve. I, I know. She's, she's actually tall. She's gonna be thirteen in a few days. And um I will introduce Bobby. Right now, and then we'll go into a little bit of a check-in before we yeah, yeah. dip into our. For sure, um, we got some fun media stuff for you guys and whiskey. Oh, sweet lord, do we got bourbon? Oh boy. Uh, that being said, Cindy and cross for me is the much maligned, <laughs> <laughs> but but even less understood. You got to understand this man to 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 appreciate this man. He is a gem. He is a mensch. He is my brother. This is the Bobby Duke. Yeah, he haunts your nightmares. And then the movie ends and he's still there. Yeah. He's my friend. This is Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noyses sitting across from me. Hey. Hey buddy. Um yeah. Do you wanna we should probably talk about this sweet, sweet nectar. <laughs> we have to because we really lucked upon something here. Yeah, man!
2: Holy and shit! And at first, I was balking at the price that you were going to pay for it, right? And then I took one sip, and I was like, "I would pay twenty dollars more for this fucking thing."
1: Um, this is okay. Let's talk about what let's it talk is about first. what we actually
2: know about it, which is very okay. little. This is the very first time little. we've ever seen this.
1: This is a very uh, kind of arcane label. It's simply yeah. called Dexter, and it's Dexter Three Wood. This is straight bourbon whiskey finished with 200-year oak, which is weird because the older the oak, the the less imparting of oakness. Um, It's weird. 200-year... I think it's just an age statement. Like, we've been fucking with this for a minute. 200-year oak... Maplewood and cherry wood is the barreling it's held in. Oof. This is from Brain Brew Custom Whiskey out of, yes, that's right. You guys got it. Cincinnati, Ohio. Of course. <laughs> of course it it's is. It's the bastion of whiskey. The whiskey is. powerhouse known <laughs> as Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's go down first. Beautiful bottling. Very old school. Elegant bottle. I like Very I, elegant. Yeah. Uh, it's skinny bottled. Yep. High necked. Um. Another thing is it is 106 proof or (laughs) 100.6 proof. Sorry. So it's 50.3 ABV. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, Wow. Uh, Let me read a little bit about this. Edmund Dexter was a world-famous whiskey maker. He hosted the future King Edward of England and author Charles Dickens at his home on 4th Street in Cincinnati. After resting in traditional oak barrels, Dexter is woodcraft, trademark. Finished using woods the way Edmund might have done, reclaimed 200-year oak, maple, and cherry. Connoisseurs loved the results, awarding it a 95 rating, which means extraordinary ultimate recommendation of the ultimate spirit challenge. And the rating is it as one of the top 100 spirits in the world. Um, Now we can talk about the actual liquid inside of it. Well, Bobby, why don't you... Okay, because we did this neat yes first we made a point before we iced it I yes. saw that hundred proof and I'm like ooh. yeah talk to me
2: uh okay so my first tasting note and you you actually brought this up first but the 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 aroma on this the nose is classic red apple yes that's got to be coming from the the barreling yeah you know what I mean uh, it, it's delicious. It has this fruity nose to it. That, that maple like,
1: and cherry wood Oh, man. jump out.
2: Oh, just fruit. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. Yeah. Love it. It's gorgeous. like figs. Yes, you yeah. know, like it's got that desiccated fruit sort of thing on the nose. As far as the heat goes, you're going to talk about this more. It does have a little warmth
2: to it at 100 mm-hmm. ABV. I mean, obviously, you're yeah. not going to get around that. It's not like unpleasant though. Like it's not like it's yeah. going to kick your ass. It's it's not written house heat. You know it's there, right? But you know what I mean, and you feel it. You get the tummy, body warm. Yeah, man. going down. Oh boy, um, mid palate, crazy bourbon notes, just perfect. It, it it finishes some something different about the way it finishes. Yeah. I'm guessing that's the the different uh, barreling. Yeah. Because
1: we don't know the mash bill. No. We have no idea.
2: It imparts something very different the way it finishes and trails off is so pleasant. Oof. Oh my God. Yeah, man. No, it's, I think this is a all around fucking fabulous bourbon. Like Yeah, man. Um, this this holds up to a lot of really good bourbons right around this price range.
1: Yeah, because we'll talk about that. Well, we can talk about it right now. Um, you as normal mere mortals <laughs> We'll probably pay around 62 to 65 Now, before you shit your bridges, um, Bobby and I would have both paid probably 90 for this. Yes. Um, it feels like a $90 bourbon. And not just because more expensive makes better. I've had plenty of $100 bourbons that I can really take it or leave it. Uh, I will say on this program, we've been doing this thing for years now, this is... Easily is one of my top five spirits we've ever had on the program. I will sign on to that. Um, it it comes in like a lion and leaves like a lamb. Yeah, it is hot and mouthy uh, on the attack and mid palate. It finishes soft and fragrant and unctuous on the back, and then that beautiful body warmth that you get from any bourbon that's a hundred proof. Uh, it this. There's 80,000 whiskeys in the world. There's probably five times that, by the way. Um, I can't remember enjoying a whiskey, that Hibiki, uh 18. Yeah. There's yeah. certain whiskeys out there where it's, it's, I don't know if perfect whiskey exists, but this is definitely in the conversation. It is. Now, at 100 Proof, you and I would say, mix it. Throw in a Manhattan. Throw it. Do not, motherfucker, do not add anything to no, this. this is not a mixer. Add a Hunter Proof, put an ice cube in it. Neat, it might be a little aggressive for you unless you're kind of down for that. No. Dilute it a little bit and...
2: Oh, just sit on the porch and read Mac McCarthy if you want to light up a stove, light up that's a That's what's up.
1: But I can see being with a really good friend that you haven't seen in a while, catching up and literally drinking a whole bottle of this. Yeah. This is does not feel like Oh, and if like you want to knock your father-in-law's dick in the dirt. Oh, yeah. Or you could just yeah. impress friends and family. Oh,
2: one thing I was going to mention, too, that I didn't mention earlier, um, the mouthfeel on this oh, is silk. silky. Silk. God damn, man. It is sultry how is good one of the- this is in your mouth.
1: One of the better sipping bourbons I can remember having on the program. And we've had some really good bourbon. We've had bangers. Um, This is, I don't know if everybody can get Dexter, uh, but if you are in a different part of the world or the country and you have a purveyor that you go to, uh, a a, whiskey shop or a liquor store you go to and you build a relationship with those people, ask them if they can get this and at 62 65 who knows what they're going to charge you it is i'm telling you guys it's worth every penny put this bottle away and when some special occasion happens break this out and have a finger of it with an ice cube and sit back and enjoy your fucking day it is remarkable how yeah. good this is at that price this is this is what i'm saying you're flirting with a a really expensive bourbon on the, on the on the palate. Like, what you're drinking feels like some sort of obscured whistle pig or... Yeah, you're doing like something special. You're doing something special. Um, this is... This does not taste like Maker's Mark. This tastes like... No, this is grown-up bourbon. This is Maker's in Mark, and of itself. This is a whole thing. Maker's Mark is like when you're 23 and you want to drink good whiskey. You want
2: to figure out what whiskey um, tastes like.
1: Yeah, and that's a... Uh, even Knob Knob Creek is hotter than this at ninety. 100%. Um, you know, Bullet Rye is hotter, hotter than this at ninety-four. This is just well crafted. I don't know how the fuck Ohio figured this out, yeah, but they did. They did. the The South should be ashamed. Right. Kentucky, shame on you. Shame on you. The Ohioans. You is got- that what they call them?
0: Yeah, Ohioans. I think so.
1: Those people. Cincinnati. Oh, the Natty. The they call Natty. it the Natty. Right? Oh, okay. It's supposed to be a really good food and beverage town, too. Who day? Don't say it to me. Who Hooday. Who uh,
2: So you, you guys are hoodat.
1: We are. We were the first. New Orleans fans Thank are who And they Cincinnati just fans decided are they had no identity, so they'd bite our shit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's literally what happened. Uh, speaking of which, sir. I want to talk about... Your upcoming big day. Oh, by the time you hear this, most of you, I will be en route back to the wonderful, beautiful city of New Orleans to go spend a week. The big easy. With my betrothed, uh, my beautiful woman, Rex. I love her so much. And we're betrothed. I, I don't know. I don't know either. I added an extra slabble. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> that was just for flair, sir. <laughs> um, going to New Orleans, going to the Big Easy uh, with my girl. She's never been there. Her, She's got a lot of Creole in her family. Um, I've been there a couple times. I love the city. We were going to go there for a week. I am not bringing my laptop. You are not allowed to call me. I am disappearing for 10 days before I come back to work. And we're gonna go see the aforementioned theft thieves of Hudat, the Houdet tribe, the Cincinnati Bengals. And we're gonna go watch them at the Superdome. Could not be more excited. It's the first time I've ever seen the Saints play at home. I've seen them play elsewhere, but um, we're gonna my my mission. I'm gonna weigh myself before I leave. Just I've been working out hard. It's gonna be 15. I solid. go 10. <laughs> okay, all right. Seven days, 10 pounds.
2: I mean, you're gonna you're gonna bloat a little. You're gonna you're gonna pick up some. I mean, you do that naturally going down to that sea level.
1: Oh, I'd never thought of that. You pick up there's a sea level change. We're at at 6,500?
2: Yeah, you'll pick up like two or three pounds
1: just of of gravity water of gravity just absorbing water. Okay, so I've got I'll give myself 12 pounds. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Uh, We're gonna eat. We're gonna go Cafe Dumont, Commander's Palace. We're going. Graveyard tours. Uh, we're going. It's 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 going to be a big trip. It's my fiftieth birthday. I you guys turn- going to
2: do a little Willie Mays? You going to um, try to make it out to Willie Mays
1: Scotch House? Uh, maybe that's a little out of the corridor. We're staying it, in the. corridor. It quarter. is way out of the corridor. Um, but that there's, fried, a that fried places, a we, there's a couple places. Not a joke. There's a couple. I mean, you're surrounded by the best fried food in I humanity. I know. Um, I just feel
2: like that's a bucket list thing. It's no, hit, I know. Hit a. The Scotch House for I get it. Get a fucking I get it. two piece and a there's, biscuit. There's
1: a couple. There's a couple like Preservation Hall to go watch some oh, jazz. Yeah. There's a few things you you know you go to O'Brien's. You got to you got to do the like things. Drink a hurricane. Um. Got to drink a shitty hurricane that makes you fucking instantly have a headache and shit your pants. Yeah. Um. That never
2: p- mix a hurricane and a hand grenade. Uh, holy shit. Oh,
1: go get a sixty-four ounce one fifty-one slushy. Oh yeah! See how your <laughs> the, life feels at the drive-through <laughs> <laughs> with bullets. Um, <laughs> that state is filled with corrupt pieces of shit, but I do love the city. I love the people in the city uh, even more. It's a quite quite a diverse mix it's of fun, human man. beings, and we're gonna have fun. Uh, and I'm not gonna be here for the longest. This is my longest vacation in 10 years good for you buddy i'm proud so of you.
2: um thank you um you have I, been burning that candle pretty hard <laughs> uh, yeah
1: yeah brother um but good <laughs> bobby's gonna hold down the fort while i'm gone like he has been yeah and, and uh,
2: to be honest like i probably i mean obviously we're not gonna do a whiskey
1: reel while you're gone you've been so. pretty prolific while i've been out of no yeah, the yeah atmosphere
2: I, I do have stuff that i can fill your ears with and I'm going to be recording another three or four episodes this upcoming week. Great, so banking up some stuff.
1: Good. So yeah. keep listening. It's all under the whiskey Reel umbrella. Um, suck it, nerd. Exactly. That's it. Uh, we had a fun discussion over a fernet, as we are wont to do at El Moro, like you guys know. That's our watering hole. If you ever wanted to meet us, if you came by El Moro between. Three forty-five and yeah. four thirty on a Friday. Yeah, we'll You'll probably catch Bobby and I on the corner of the bar with a uh, notepad out, sketching down some ideas for the for the game. Yeah, um, drawn up, drawn up plays oh, for yeah. the first ten plays. Yep, right, old school. Um, and one thing we went on, we're like, you know, we're '80s kids. Um, uh, we've been giving you guys some thematic sort of media stuff like we talked about disturbing movies, we talked about heavy metal, we talked and we came upon one that is so nostalgia bomb for us and so near and dear to our heart, which is and I don't think everybody perfectly understands what new wave is. Yeah. I mean why don't you why don't why don't you sort of give give well the people your sort of I input. can give you
2: my sort of interpretation of what New Wave is. I think New Wave, to me, is an extension of, uh, I think it goes back to, like, Andy Warhol, um, art pop, basically. Velvet Underground. Sure. Anything that was, like, kind of weird and arty. Avant-garde. Different, right? The avant-garde. Right. What happened in the late 70s and early 80s is that that turned into this form of pop music that... Still inhabited that domain, that more right. artsy, um, yeah, artsy fartsy kind of avant-garde, amazing fucking music. Some yeah. of it's amazing. I mean, it's not all amazing. I mean, but, there's
1: <laughs> there's some clunkers out
2: there. Let's be real. Yeah, uh, but it's definitely pop oriented. It has a there's a variety of styles that go behind it. Sure, you know, everyone had their own flavor, but it, man, it it was kind of a whole new genre and we lived through it. Like it was a big part of our, upbringing.
1: It, it was what shaped us as young people. Like I remember listening to new wave like early, like nine, 10 years old. Um, probably even a little earlier than that. This was like the music of our childhood. We talked about heavy metal the other week. That was the other, which is such a weird dichotomy. So on one end, you're listening to heavy metal. and On the yeah. other end, you're listening to like no. New Wave. And I love the fact that it was coined New Wave. Right. This was post-punk um, this had a lot of the same elements musically as punk. It was just done with really dreamy synths. Yeah, different different instrumentation. Really melodic legato, like arrangements. Obviously, electronic music was born So through the course of this.
2: So I'll ask you this. Looking back, what do you think is the first band that you recall that you ever were like, oh, that's a new wave band?
1: I think well, I know my answer on this. I, I know my answer. I will I will say, I, New Wave developed in the course of it being in existence. Like, it wasn't called New Wave right away. No. It was called New Wave probably around like 83, 84, I think. Because like when Duran Duran was out, I remember hearing New Wave. Um, it might have been coined earlier. But for me, what probably. I would consider like the progenitors of New Wave would be like Devo.
2: That's exactly the band I'm thinking about.
1: Devo, for me, like encapsulates the feel of it's geeky. It's quirky. arty, It's artsy. You dressed a certain way. You looked a certain way. It was very kind of um, there was a hegemony to New Wave.
0: Like (laughs) it was. That's it. That's interesting. You know,
1: you kids that were New Wave dress new wave and you knew who they were it's not like the punk kids it's not like the metal kids the new wave kids had a different sort of feel to it so you mentioned uh, first out of your mouth was like a new order right yep and i think new order is derived from like tangerine dream and craft work yeah right yeah Early, well, and obviously early. Bauhaus, but like that's Bauhaus, a different but, style. But again, we're going to talk about the tangential yes, 100%. effects of what New Wave were, right? Um, and yeah, Susie and Bauhaus and yeah, Christian yeah. Death and all those. Um, but that kind of mainstream New, new Wave... Pesh mode Duran Duran <laughs> Duran Duran
0: <laughs>
1: but even just early... arrived in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're freedom fighters. Duran, um, one or...
2: we didn't talk about earlier, I have to give an honorable what? mention to because probably right after, um, Uh, Devo for me Was uh, the B-52s They were
1: B-52s Early
2: B-52s Especially You know They got shitty and poppy As they went on But their early stuff
1: It was so weird The B-52s were weird Because they were new wave But they had a 50s aesthetic which yeah. was very confusing. Yeah. So you have Beehive Hairdos. You're called the B52s. Yes. The guys in the group are both gay, but this is before. We and wouldn't... I mean, gay. Oh, Just... Well, the guitar player just died off of the chart died of AIDS. Off so, the chart. Tra- well, well, we don't in the early, that early in the but, early eighties, but in the during
2: the time, and and like.
1: But you got Fred going, yeah, I know folk. Fred Schneider's
2: one of uh, my favorite human <laughs> beings. I love to ape Fred Schneider whenever I hear that band. Oh, God. If I hear Party Out of Bounds, I'm just uh, like, you have to- they do while well, 16 dances. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I love every second of it. Quirky. Yeah, and I was into uh, it a little earlier than that. See, and I was like 12 when Rock Lobster came out. Because, I mean, I was listening to like Quiche Lorraine and Devil in My Car and Planet Claire. But that Claire. was you, not at nine. you know? Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, yeah. No, my brother was responsible Your brother. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was, forgot about Mark. For Mark was the um, gateway to Bobby's music. He tried to music. get me into Devo. Devo is real quirky, man. And it was so, yeah, it's so different and so quirky, so like art poppy that I had a harder time with that B 52s. I just landed
1: on, they were a little more melodic. They were more approachable musically yeah. as a young person. Fun. We just had to like whip it and fucking, you know, and a ton of a boo. lot of good and, stuff, but and in who, what's his name? Mark, who that oh, went God. on to compose everything yeah, later I'll, in his life. I'll never forget the leader him. of the B 52s. And we'll talk more about how compositionally good these bands were. Uh, oh yeah. Go go. You want to talk man. about uh Danny Elfman? Um well, Oingo Boingo. Before before Danny Elfman was Danny Elfman, he was in a band called Oingo Boingo. Who were? Fuck off. Dead Man's Party. I mean, yeah. And the unfortunate song I like little girls. I like little yeah. Yikes. Very unfortunate. Yikes. Looking back. Uh, but uh, Oing, uh, Oingo Boingo used to do a, a Halloween show every year in, in L.A., and it was like the thing to go to every single year. Yep. Um, Boingo. Coming at me out
0: of here. This is my private place. Everything is feet and clean.
1: You had mentioned the Cars, who went new wave into rock, which are kind of a lot of these bands went into.
2: And the Cars right? were very similar. They were kind of an art rock kind of group of dudes. Right. That all of a sudden realized, oh, no, we can make a ton of money with these they were, really accessible
1: right. pop rock I like to songs. call them pre-Weezer. They're literally, literally,
2: pre-Weezer. The pre-Weezer band. Um, I mean, got, Rico Cossack created Weezer in a certain sense. Like
1: he definitely nurtured. He nurtured and, and fucking, Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, he he incubated. Yeah, that's Rivers a good Rivers. way to put it. He incubated
2: yeah. Rivers Cuomo. No doubt about it. But you got and, like
1: the classic Gary Newman cars. Oh God. Yeah. You know, Jesus which Christ we've Christ. all heard a trillion times. Um, uh, um, we we talked a little Talking Heads. That's an interesting band. I don't know if that's necessarily New Wave. I still consider them, like, post-punk art rock.
2: Yeah, it's hard not to have a discussion of this era. Without them. Without the... Like, you can't tell the story. Same same
1: as it ever was.
2: Yeah. I mean, stop making sense. Not only is probably the greatest concert film ever filmed. Truth. But, like... It is just an introduction to a style of music that we never really understood before. And
1: still, before. nobody still understands David, understands David Byrne. Like, no. Musically, he is literally free from all bounds. Could he, not be more all over the place. He is so all over the place. He's a true artist. He's, He's doing, doing really Broadway is. shows now. Based on, he is. on his music. Of you know course what I mean? he is. He's a goddamn genius. Does he still have the shoulder pads? I no. He no, dropped I those? I think he dropped the shoulder loved pads it. It. a lot time I it. got bands that are like started new wave Uh and then drifted into what would be considered like romantic goth, like Smith's. So I call them more alternative, I guess. See, me too. Okay. That's a word that we used in the 80s. That's not new wave. It It, was
2: alternative. But it was, but they're worthwhile. I mean, they're. But they did have new wave elements when they
1: started. hundred percent, man. And then they went into this thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, back then it was just alternative brit pop, basically. Right. But like you have a band like The Cure, they're very much in that art rock. Dude, they were they
1: were almost punk. Yes. Like killing an Arab. Uh-huh. That's punk. And then they got dreamy. Standing it, on a beach. You know? Yeah. They got dreamy. Yes. And we we were talking about there's like Dark Wave and Dream Wave and all these different iterations of New Wave. That came out. Yeah, because... Goth that, Wave.
2: It turned yeah. into shoegazy... And that turned then into yeah, shoegaze. Like My, My Bloody Valentine oh, and all those kind yeah. of bands. Um, you know? But yeah.
1: we were talking about all these bands that started poppier, like Ministry and Nine Inch Nails, yeah. that grew into their own dark fantasy.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, they grew into being what we call now industrial Right. Do
2: you think that was just an industry thing of like, well, we got this band and they know how to play their instruments. They have a sound, but we don't think it's accessible. So if you guys can give us an album of accessible music that meets kind of, right. Well, look, I, w- it's like if you get a sitcom deal with NBC in nineteen ninety, <laughs> right, right? And they're like, "Yeah, we're kind of looking for kind of a Friends all right
1: show, all right Ray Romano, <laughs> you know what I mean? All right yeah. Ray Romano. What so can you, can you do? Your, you get your sitcom, but Ministry might have been a little bit different only because they they you know came to prominence with like Psalm sixty nine, and that was industrial music." And, but they also, like, covered Lay, Lady, Lay. Lay, Lay. They were all over the place too. All over Nine the Inch place. Nails was a little bit like had like a whole uh
2: pretty pretty hate machine, pretty hate machine. And was then, a really fucking fantastic album. Dude, listen, but poppier than anything they had
1: done yes. prior. I still like, say down
2: in it, I think is the yeah song. yeah I very was up
1: above it yeah cool. very, but industrialized mm-hmm. new wave. I decided I was Yeah. And you brought up some um, one that was interesting. We're just going to gas on it for a little bit. Okay. But you brought up Culture Club, which was in the time of new wave but was what did what did we what did we call it? Gay Ska. <laughs> it was melodic gay ska. Sorry. I don't know it's like, yeah. I mean honestly it was but I'll tell you what. You throw that album on, and you got oh, my booty shaking. You're not sitting still. I But it's, like, so endearing, and so... Oh, Frankie goes to Hollywood.
2: Definitely in this lineage. They were in very that, much... And very their new, new wave.
1: wave. And their new wave, dude. Two tribes go into war. Relax, don't do it. Like, 100%. super new wave. And Bobby and I were talking earlier about, like, okay, what do you say... Like, I... Rex and I, on any given night, will throw on First Wave yeah, and listen yeah. to The Fix. You oh. mentioned The Fall. The Fall's great. Fantastic. But Depeche Mode. Uh. Like, Listen, I don't care what anybody says. You throw on Policy of Truth, tell me that song's not good. Tell me yeah. it's... And, and the big thing about this is people forget it's not just pablum it's not just bullshit these are really 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 good well, musicians
2: and here's the interesting thing about that too we're just rattling off band after band right like that are right. all yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah and not only were they important they became part of the cultural zeitgeist Oh, 100%. you could not go to the a movie in 1984. Without listening. Simple Minds. These bands were on the soundtrack. Simple Minds, Psychedelic Furs. Psych Furs. Um, OMD. OMD. Echo and the Bunny Man. Echo, dude. I mean, they all were on the soundtracks of our lives. Dancing, you know it, baby. Tell me your
0: troubles
2: Yeah. every movie so, that you watched so, had one of these bands I promise go, go back. see a
1: John Hughes movie you know what I mean oh yeah and see if there's not a new wave song in it pretty sure pretty sure pretty sure, pretty sure. so this formulated us we we were gonna talk about like 80s movies like movies we loved as kids but it kind of went in a new wave and then this, you even saying that right now just makes me understand they're one and the same to that yeah. end we're gonna take yes, a break sir. Yes, sir.
2: There's one band and one thing I'm going to mention before we close, and we haven't talked about this. Here oh, too you before. son of a bitch! No, it just popped into my head, and I'm feeling like an asshole for not mentioning this. There's a band. Oh, we guaranteed missed a ton. There's a British band by the name of Sparks. Sparks, and
1: that's really esoteric.
2: Now, esoteric art pop, some of the greatest new wave you're ever going to fucking hear. Like challenging, weird, also fucking fantastic. There is a documentary that I I watched it. My favorite filmmaker Edgar Wright put out two years ago, called The Sparks Brothers, because everyone thought these two assholes were brothers. We're brothers, so they called yeah. it The Spark. It, it, right. it, it is so worth a watch. It is
1: Th- those guys are om- okay. They lived we, in a world all their own. We talked about palatable music. The <laughs> Sparks are not for everybody. I remember listening to what we called. I was in, I was ten or 11 and we used to call it the potato chip song cuz the entire rotation of the song there was like a bag crunching yeah <laughs> the entire song and we fell in love with it we called it the potato yep, potato chip yep. song um these guys are very esoteric and they're not going to be gettable to a lot of people but I'll tell you what the sparks influenced everybody everybody Sonic Youth fucking Husker Dude like they 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 inspired so many other bands because they did they truly in their 40 years of making music didn't give a fuck
3: about who you are they've
2: put out shit in the last five years that's and you're talking
1: about guys that are in their 70s basically
2: yeah so the tagline to their entire life as well as the <laughs> documentary Is Sparks is Your favorite band's favorite band
1: Right Period And let's let's end on that Because I forgot Sparks And I feel horrible for ah, it Ah stop it
2: It's fine Alright All right, We will be right back friends Listen to some new wave Please do This song ain't
0: enough For the both of us <laughs> who's
1: That,
2: that poor lady was feeling
1: emotions for the oh first time in five days. I've never felt the way that lady feels right now. <laughs> that was disturbing to say the least. So for just for
2: context, listeners. Yes, sir. We are in an office building <laughs> where we, yeah. where we uh, record this. We're on the clouds, but and, we uh, share the clouds. Post break, I walk outside to go <laughs> pee. And, um, and I'm still in, in like the studio area but and the door is open to the hallway and I'm halfway down the hall and I hear just like this weirdly haunting, haunting song fucking <laughs> sirens bro
1: <laughs> and then it preceded that fucking uh, yeah it looked like uh, what were the fucking uh, s- <laughs> the childhood stories the nightmare stories yeah yeah it was some woman like singing the songs of the siren yeah. And it was fucking, and she passed by. And she was doing it without emotion. And it looked like Danny DeVito, Penguin era, <laughs> just fucking shot by the door. And she's, I swear that I'll never leave you. <laughs> it was, that was fucked up. There dude. was a weird beauty to it. I'm getting home before sundown. Like I turned around and I was
2: like, what <laughs> oh, <my> is <laughs> happening
1: Dude, if a if a beautiful woman floated through the hallway at you, you would, that would have been it. Yeah, there would be no more podcast. Yeah, I'm like, are you on roller skates? <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> you're just ethereally oh floating through the God. hallways of this building. That was
1: disturbing. Um, yeah, I need to share that with our listeners. that anywho. was, uh, that,
2: was an, that was a new experience.
1: <laughs> Welcome back for the break. <laughs> um,
2: hey guys, we are back. We are back, guys. It is time for that time. We got a call to action yes. 970-426-5344. Disturbing women 970-426-5344. <laughs> Ghost singer?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not sure she existed. I know. Um, yeah, I walked out of the restroom and I and could she still hear her singing and she In was the, gone.
1: It, yeah, but we have an elevator here. She was in the stairwell. I think she was in the stairwell. She's
2: Stairs down.
1: Waiting. Yeah, well, I did not venture. I've seen too many Taiwanese horror movies to f- go no. figure that out. No, thanks. No. Nine
2: seven zero four two six five three four four is the number to call and or send a text message. Yeah, just text message, you dirty snot. So, I do have a brief bit of feedback. It's weird. Okay.
1: Oh, even better is it from the girl singing in the stairwell
3: I, I,
2: I, no I, I wish it was oh god um we have a couple of new fans
3: yeah.
2: and they are from the country of scotland and scotland. it's a group of podcasters called the crack podcast Ooh. they've been listening so we've been getting the, our share of listens and they're kind of advocating for us on the streets oh look at you over there in scotland but they're from this small town in scotland I'm not going to delve into all this because these guys are super cool. They're super fun. Let, can, will they put us up in Edinburgh? Uh, I, don't, like they're not, I don't think they're anywhere near Edinburgh. Oh, they're like country folk. So I'm going to read one brief text <laughs> okay, that he sent. And he was just telling me a story about going out on a walk with his dog and his girlfriend. Okay. And this paragraph, I thought, was kind of... And I I wish I could do the Scottish accent because I'll just sound like a leprechaun
1: Australian. I know. We both float into Ireland every single time we try to do this. Yeah, every time. All right, so just read it. So he just said, Well, we went for a walk in a
2: natural burial ground, essentially a fucking field you pay a fortune to bury a body in and don't get a headstone. Nice walk, but boom, covered in ticks, (laughs) blood-sucking bastards. Even even my wee chihuahua had a few. That's been my day up in the Highlands. I don't know what else to say. I went for a walk last night at Culloden Battlefield with the wee dog too. We found a frog. It was eating a worm. <laughs> fucking mental. I didn't know they ate worms. <laughs> Legend.
0: By the way,
1: Legend. This is just some
2: beautiful Scott that fucking oh my God. has started listening to the podcast.
1: Are, are and we going to have to go to Scotland? We've talked about just doing a crossover because yeah. I'm like. Oh, we should I'm do like, a fucking on-air crossover. Yeah,
2: we could. For sure, let's do like a fifteen minute call. Or would
1: something. we understand those Scottish
2: bastards? No fucking way. They have to tone it down. Have you bro. ever hung out with Scots? D- they're they're b- incomprehensible pieces of <laughs> shit. All right, no, but I I, go, I love those guys, but like, yes, they are. They are they fast go, If
1: they go, if they go full Scottish, we're gonna have to go full Alabama. Got- <laughs> I'm going. Boom, I'm going boom hour. Yeah, good boys. I love You're, them. No, You're good
2: boys. They're, they're solid dudes. So shout out to our friends at the Crack Podcast. Thanks go, so much for listening Go listen thing, to the guys. Crack Podcast, man. If they like us, they have good fucking taste. Yeah, and uh, the f- interesting cats, for sure. I <laughs> <laughs> had my wee dog. Um,
1: my wee chihuahua. My wee chihuahua. Why do you have a chihuahua in Scotland? Yeah, how do you even get a chihuahua Dude, in Scotland? Dude, okay. That breed was made for hot weather. Why do you have that poor animal in Scotland?
2: Yeah, it's just fucking just shivering. stop it. Just constantly shivering.
1: We all have shepherds here <laughs> for good reason. Um, anyway, anywho, yeah we we're gonna go do, we we've been on an artistic kick this episode. God, haven't we artsy fartsy? Um, that being Bobby and I, at least ten times in our life each have been called art fags. I guarantee. (laughs) And I don't want to say the F word, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been called that in a bathroom whilst peeing. Um, That being said, I was, and I was proud to do it. Uh, (laughs) That being said, we are going to dip our toe once again into a gentleman. Uh, Most people know him as Aesop Rock. Some people know him as Ace. Other people know him as Ian. Yeah, Uh, he is a beautiful, beautiful soul. We've extolled the virtues of this man. Probably, if you if if somebody is out there willing to do a compilation, there's probably a good hour of us just writing this guy's dick. I guarantee. There's Bobby's dipping into a thin crust Domino's bacon pizza right now. Just to give it context, if that if we weren't geeky enough, yep. take that. Suck it, nerd. Um, we're gonna do some new shit from Aesop Rock and Blockhead. Blockhead produces for a lot of people,'s put out his own shit, has done a ton of work with Aesop. Um, really dope producer. I really like his style. Very jazzy, a little glitchy. Um, this is different for ASOP. In, in, in my opinion I don't know what you think But He is Doing different things Lyrically Than he has done Cause Aesop's Aesop Aesop does Aesop shit Like You know How he flows He Changed his cadence He changed Kind of How he approached the song And it's really Really interesting
0: to me Yeah Every black crow in the city by its first name and its surname and its bird call and its birthday. Look, I'm cursed. Ran down Maine like a man on fire from a church. Maine, she a scalp in the state. Angriest ice in the world. Sun pipes up. Tell me, old man, how is it that you could even know that? It's not even a thing that scientists know how to measure. Gramps like Sonny, I've been all over this motherfucking road map. I can tell you science ain't the only player in the network. Y'all should have seen a boy face. Nothing like a smug young punk realizing what is counterpoint ain't. All the smartest people that I know seem to teeter in a paranoid stay. You can know it all and never know you haven't actually departed point A. Wait, 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 wait. You saying this a B? No, I'm saying you won't ever need to limit the edition when you're free. Whoa.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, man. That is... This is adult hip-hop. Like, we grew up listening to the evolution of hip-hop. I've said it time and time again. Hip-hop yeah. didn't exist until we were born, hip-hop started. Yep. This is a new music form. And then you got guys like Aesop taking it lyrically, um, musically into play. This is... It's different. I, it just, it's it just fucking different. It's Different man, you listen to Drake and listen to fucking the baby and little baby and li- this is different, man. I mean, this-
2: everyone that you and I bring on this podcast from a hip hop standpoint are people that we listen to. We like hearing their voice. We like hearing what they are actually saying. the The cool thing, and I think this is the thing that fascinates us and makes us so drawn to aesop Rock is that we don't always know what he's saying it's the journey it's trying to figure out like yeah. what is he saying to me because he is such a next level weird thinker from a lyrical standpoint yeah he ties things together that like he doesn't see the world like how you and I see the no. world he's an he he is a true artist like at, and at every meaning of that word to the point where if you watch this video on youtube which i highly recommend oh it's he he, fucking Illustrates,
1: yeah, literally illustrates
2: what he's saying. He illustrates this goddamn video, and it's stop motion. It's beautiful. It's fucking amazing. Like we're dealing with a dude that is better at us, better than us at everything.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. And that's why we dick ride. Like we're not doing this just to be hipster cool, guys. I'm telling you, this is this is a generational
2: artist that people are going to talk about 30 years from now. They're going to be like, oh yeah, but don't don't forget about ASAP. This
1: is. And I said it before. This is hip hop's Mozart. Yep, he is different. He is doing different music, and always has. From Bazooka Tooth, man, look, I, <laughs> we're never going to be able to say enough about this guy. And yeah, we'll I hope stop. I, I hope I never meet him because I hold him in such high regard. He's a, probably a regular guy doing regular shit. He just happens to be really good at this, and we can sit back and enjoy. Now we're old ass men, and he's an old ass man, and he's still killing them. He is killing them. That graveyard line, unbelievable man, it's put chills on me. Yeah, I got duck. I got fucking. I got a goose pimples from that shit. I'm, man, it floors me every time. That's we're we're
2: sitting say. in the office of a, a New York Times best selling <clears throat> author. Who is ready to take over the world? Who does pros like no one else is doing it right now? Like, he is. And Aesop's better. I I wasn't going to be the one to say it. I'm uh, sorry. But, like,
1: this guy's 20 fucking plus years into the game. And he's just. And he just hammers you. Phenomenal. Yeah, man. Go listen to Aesop, Rob. Please do. Please do. I am tired of. My I'm right. sore from dick riding. We'll do a quick little
2: since we're <laughs> all we're doing today is media. We'll make this a quick little talk, just more of a check in.
1: Yeah, I want okay. Bobby's got some stuff I want to hear. about. I
2: wanted to check in like we do every week about the current She-Hulk thing that's going on. Yeah, which for some reason people fucking kind of hate it.
1: Which I can't <sighs> wrap my head around it. Now I haven't seen the last episode. As you guys hear this, I might have seen it by the time it airs. Um, apparently, we get some Daredevil. So this is cool because there was a
2: Netflix series a few years ago. They did three seasons of this Daredevil with Charlie Cox playing Matt Murdock. Really, really, really fucking cool,
1: dude. Um, and that Daredevil, the the who's the actor who plays? Um, Charlie Cox, and dude. He's
2: great. He's great. He's so great. Interesting side story. He was doing another project with another actor, and the director came up to him and he's like, he's like, he's like, I feel like you're not like looking. At the other actor. And he had this oh, like God. he realized he's like, I did I just did three years of not looking at people on purpose and oh, it changed so it fucked him up. It changed the way he Ooh, was acting. that's so weird. Yeah, because But he it makes sense.
1: Like, yeah. He it's had to consciously not look at someone, Dude, right? Acting will fuck your life up. Weird, right? I done shows where I did it for a year and a half. And that shit, the ripples in the pond of being yeah. somebody else for a long time fucks you up. That's why people out there never date an actor, never date an actress. They have no idea who they are, and they'll be whoever they need to be at the time they need to be it. You're going to be guessing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, yeah. So we had
2: we had hints that this was going to be happening. Uh, obviously, he showed up in the last Spider-Man film mm-hmm. in a very brief cameo, which, yeah, which by the way, awesome. was one of the coolest parts of that whole movie. That was so cool. Movie super cool. Also Vincent D'Onofrio showed up yeah. in the Hawkeye series on Disney Kingpin Plus as the Kingpin. Woo. So it became apparent they're going to bring in this kind of street level right heroes into the Marvel Great. universe, which I Daredevil's think is really cool. such a good character. Daredevil's an amazing God, character. He's so. It's cool. one of the most wealthy. well, I mean, the guys that created it, I mean, they they had a vision, so to speak about it of creating a a character that we had never seen before. No,
1: it was, it was, it was the people's hero. Yeah. Right. Hell's kitchen. Fucking. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, that pizza's coming back up. Hey, bacon pizza. (laughs) Oh, bacon pizza. We recommend it. I'll be tasting (laughs) that for two days.
2: Um, (laughs) No, but so he does show up in this latest episode of She-Hulk. It's really cool. They did. I'm going to watch it tonight. uh, They did kind of a retrofit on his costume. Oh, duh. Taking it back more to the original yes, suit.
1: Dude, the, does the he more have the like sash? Yellow,
2: like the yellow suit kind of thing. Does he have a sash? No, he doesn't have a sash. Ah, oh, son of a bitch! Um, but it's more two-toned. It's, it's Good. Like really fucking cool. It's not cool. so, like, military? No. Because that exactly. wasn't Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil didn't have padding. Yeah, they jumped right into the all-red Daredevil on the original Netflix
1: series. And by the way, the Netflix series, that, that's fabulous. That, fucking uni- that costume was so dope now what Just they saying. have done and this is not a
2: spoiler for anyone that wants to watch it is they have made daredevil a little more formidable you can Ooh. see that he can actually He'll one fuck of the shit things up. that i had a problem with in the original series is that like he had to fucking beat the living piss out of people to get them to stop beating his ass right it was like Daredevil didn't have the chops to really like. Take oh, the I motherfucker see what you're down. saying. That's
1: interesting. In I, this, I get
2: that in in this newest episode. Do you of think Shield, it was to he hum- trashes
1: some fools? Do you think it's to humanize him?
2: I think it's to create him. He, he's got to be a little more believable as part of the EMCU. Like yeah, his powers he, have to
1: translate. Because honestly, he doesn't have like super strength. No. He no. doesn't have like superpowers outside of his perception. Yes, and his like sonar, his sonar and, thing. Yeah, yeah, but his accuracy and all that, and his his gymnastics and his ability to bounce around. He's not Captain America.
2: No, but it, that was always my beef with the original series, though, is that because he had that power, like he could take that baton of his and he could fucking wreck a fool. Bing bong bong, quick. Yeah. And he could bust you up because he knew where to hit you, and he, right. you know, and what I mean? it would flash and into his hand. That comes through in this, and okay. then the other part of the series. The last thing I'll say about it on this episode is the chemistry between him he and Tatiana. And Tatiana is so good. Okay, it's I'm gonna go watch uh, it right after we're done. Adorable. She's like this cute, vulnerable girl in it. It's yeah. great. I love that about her. She's great. I know people hate the show because, because of that. You have no soul. I think that's why they kind of weirdly hate it is because it's just... You like, have no soul. You know, and I don't get it. Why don't you just enjoy it? And
1: sometimes it can be goofy. You we know, see sometimes. this every week. Just enjoy it. It's a, Why does it have to be so fucking serious all It's
2: the about time? a show that turns into a giant green monster. Yeah. And you guys are like trying to poke holes in it. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean?
1: What are you... Come on.
2: Dude. What are we doing? That's like the Lord of the Rings shit. Get fucking... Over it.
1: It's like black people in Lord of the Rings it's and, a made up, and Game of Thrones. It's a made up fake thing. So this fictional universe has people of different color and you guys can't handle black people, but you can handle dragons and you can handle Sauron. You. So, I mean, come on, man. It's just, so embarrassing. Just call it. You're just you're just racist. I And we said this. Going back to the original conversation about Republicans. And I said it before, and it wasn't nuanced, but I will repeat it again. This is, you don't like poor and brown people. That's all it leads back to. Every single fucking thing you say and do leads back to that. So at least admit it, man. Admit it. That's what you don't like. You don't like it. You don't like this because there's black fucking hobbits? And and, and and maybe it goes My deeper dude. than
2: that. Maybe it's like, well, it's not a thing that I'm used to looking but does at. It, or, but does it go deeper? But that's deeper? the same thing. But Bobby, does, does it go deeper? Thing.
1: I don't think it does.
2: I'm just applying
1: nuance to their racism. No. (laughs) Thursday at 8 o'clock, nuanced racism with Bobby Noyes.
2: With Bobby Noyes.
1: Every Thursday at 8 o'clock, you're going to get a new lecture on nuanced racism.
2: And it will appear
1: directly on your whiskey reel feed. Right. It's going to (laughs) call clannish. You'll love it. With Um, a K.
2: Really quick before we move on to what we always do. I want to say real quick, Aaron will be gone next week, so probably I will post a Judgment Day episode or something along yeah, those man. lines. Fuck it up, um, just to let Aaron go enjoy his vacation. Bring in some hitters when we come back. We have a really fun idea. I may,
1: I may record moments in New Orleans to come back. I would love that and yeah. use it. Just forward them to me as you go. Because I'm sure I'm going to run into a character
2: or two. Send me drunken voicemails. Oh, my God. Perfect. From New Orleans. Done and, and done. We will do a... Uh, and
1: Rex Rex will get involved because yeah. I'm sure we're going to have like that. hysteria.
2: That'd be amazing content. Beautiful. Well, we're going to do something when Aaron gets back that's a little more Halloween-themed. That will be our Ooh. pre-Halloween Ooh. episode. We already have a great idea
1: in the works, and we're ready to roll. But and I think it's have that a, time. I'm going to have a local... Fiftieth birthday party when I get back. For those in the know, oh nice. Obviously, Bobby will be invited. None of you are invited. Um, but we (laughs) don't bring it up. (laughs) I
2: just that's just saying. Also, I'm going to be having fun without all of you. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I just want to rub your nose in it. I think some of our listeners might be involved. I don't maybe. Know if, no, maybe. some of you will be involved. I love maybe. you very much. You we know can't how much invite I everyone. You know how much I appreciate all of you. Um, I, I hear it in the streets. We can't fit all I, of
2: our tens of <laughs> listeners into your apartment. Totally.
1: I hear it in the streets and I hear it in the sheets. <laughs> we Jesus love you. Jesus Christ. We love you.
2: Uh, Do you want to go first, my friend? Yeah. Bobby's going to wrap it up. All right, buddy. It is time to clutch your pearls of
1: wisdom. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) He caught me. If he catches me before I do it, I won't do it. Um, uh, Oh, oh, great leaders of men. Great managers of teams. Great people in authority. Do yourself a favor and uh, stop... Believing you know everything because you don't, uh, and listen to the people that you're leading. Do it more and more, not less and less. You don't know everything. You don't know shit. You are your team. You are your people. You are your group that you lead, that you manage, that you direct. At any point, if you think you know better than everybody all the time, you will fail and your team will turn and people will leave. That is word life. That is what's happening. So I would say shut your fucking mouth and listen to the people around you. When you stop doing that, your business is done, sir. Yep, 100%. That's all I got to say.
2: I like that. I guess I've learned a, a weird lesson in the last few days. I've been going through some stuff You know, Mm -hmm. personally, financially, business. You know, the shit we all go through. Fuck yeah. Uh, Or
1: you should go through.
2: I have a tendency to be wound up pretty tight about that stuff, and Mm -hmm. I get very stressed out. I get a little panicky. I get a little anxiety ridden.
1: He's so cute. He's like a little fucking chihuahua in Scotland.
2: I am. I so of Yeah. (laughs) Just just picking off ticks. You wee chihuahua. (laughs) However, though, if you've made a previous commitment to have people in your life that you care about, don't... I've learned, like, you can't necessarily put those people at arm's length just because you're having a shitty day. Mm -mm. Now, that can apply sometimes, obviously. If you just need a day, you just need a day. People need space. But you have either made a commitment to somebody that you're willing to let them be a part of your life and be there for you. Because I promise you, they want to be there for you. Yeah. They want to. They They told you so. They want to help you go through (laughs) what you're fucking going through. Fuck yeah. Um... If you find yourself just unwilling to let that happen, then you have to like call into question whether or not that's the person you need in your life whatsoever, right? So you got to make a decision one way or the other. I think if you found someone that is willing to be there for you and wants to be a part of your life and be part of the solution, rather than, especially if they're not the part of your life that is making you fucking miserable, yeah. <laughs> maybe you should pay attention to that and make that little uh, extra effort and reach out to them. And reach out and ask for help. It's okay, because like they want to
1: help you. I, like, I can I take it a step further? Yeah, we have a friend of ours that is in the middle of making a decision, and I'm not going to blow his fucking asshole out by saying anything. <laughs> All I'm saying is, this man knows who he is. Don't do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tell her no. <laughs> Run away.
2: Oh, fuck. All of a sudden, I know exactly what you're saying. And
1: don't. And I know he's going to listen. You know who I'm... Brother, you no. know who I'm talking to. No, sir. Don't. It's going to be bad. Don't want to mess with Hilltop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>